Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Supernatural After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Supernatural After Show. They call me help. Hey, Supernatural fans. This song right here, obviously, is for episode 19. Alex, Annie, Alexis, Anne, because we got all of our names going on right there. The Ting Tings, uh, which was, like I said, episode 19. Episode 18, Metafiction, we are also going to be discussing, as in we, meaning me. I'm Lindsay Wagner. I'm your host for the evening. Unfortunately, Travis is stuck in Palm Springs on work, and Tom is in... Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, for his uh, wedding this weekend. So big congrats to Tom. But we're going to call him so he can discuss these episodes with me. So I'm not completely alone here all in the studio, even though I have the lovely Roya taking care of me tonight as well. Yay. Yay. Uh, So we're going to get Tom on the phone. But uh, so we've got two weeks to cover. Thank you guys for your patience last week in, uh, you know, not having a show. And here I am by myself anyway, so I could have done it for you last week. All right. So last week's episode, episode 18, Metafiction. I believe Tom is on the line. Do we have Tom on the line? Already. Yay! Hi, Tom. Hi. Hi. How's, are you tired right now? It's 1 o'clock in the morning for you, right? No, I'm good. Don't worry. You're good? Okay. Cool. Well, we're just going to hop right into episode 18, Metafiction, and uh, discuss that the main theme, I think, of this episode was talking, everybody talking to Cass and wanting him to be a leader. That was, I felt like, the main thing that everybody wanted from him and to see from him. What do you think? Yeah, I I feel that was definitely the main, I I felt like this whole episode was all, like, looking back on it now, it seemed like it was all written from... Metatron. Like, I think everything mm-hmm. was written out. I think this was his story. I don't know if anything was really real in this episode. In the whole episode? Do or do you feel like that's in yeah. the whole episode? Like, or just... Like, I think everything I think everything happened, but I think everything that happened, he wrote to happen that way. I Well, I love that idea. I love that theory. I definitely think that that could be real. I mean, we can discuss about Sam and Dean and Dean's need for killing and death. Uh, which I still think is real, that maybe Metatron doesn't completely know about just yet. Uh, but that could definitely be a, a big part of it. I mean, considering he ended the whole thing saying to be continued, it sounds like it's definitely part of his plot and part yeah. of his plan. Yeah, definitely. It, to me, that's 
just watching that, watching the episode, um, just how he bought, like, like with Gabriel coming back. And you still got the little twist in the end of, like, is he really dead? I don't think he is. You don't I think, really don't think, he is. You don't think Gabriel's he died, dead? Like, two or three seasons ago. Mm-hmm. But he is an angel, so. He could still I mean, be. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. Yeah, he I'd, could still be out there somewhere. I definitely agree. So we'll recap this pretty quickly so we can get into the next episode as well. Uh, we start off, obviously, with I, hopefully everybody's watched all this already, but obviously Castiel finds a marking on the wall, uh, a symbol that drew all the angels in, including Hannah, who. Uh, Follow the noise along with some of her other angels. And an angel later arrived saying he worked for Metatron and they wanted them to join Metatron and fight to return to heaven. Some of the angels joined, others refused. She was the lone person. Castiel healed her. And the big thing we see here is that she wants him to lead all the angels against this fight against Metatron. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, yeah, going back to what you said, it's definitely, it was definitely. I mean, we find out later, too, like, that it was all set up, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. For I loved that. I loved yeah, that. that. Cool. Yeah, what I, I have it written down exactly. Oh, every hero needs a villain. So yeah. I just, yeah, that that's fantastic. So uh, next up, we see Sam and Dean on the phone with Ga- uh, with Castiel, knowing it's Gadriel going after the people to join uh, the fight with Metatron. And to get answers from him, they need to find Gadriel to figure out what's going to happen with everything and find out where Metatron is. And they found out all the uh, symbols were found in crime scenes, which were homicides all in Utah in industrial areas. So they obviously head there. As we see Gadriel going into a, it looked like a smoke shop type place um, yeah. mm-hmm. that has hunter signs on the door. And obviously we know that guy's not going to stick around long. Although I was glad to see it was a guy that only got to be in one episode <laughs> and not a girl because they kill a girl off every episode. She just has one scene or two. Uh, but Hannah's actually sticking around so far as we know. Um, and so let's jump back to uh, Castiel. And he's leaving his room. And as he leaves, this Casa Erotica comes on and he can't turn it off because there's a message specifically for him from Gabriel and that he needs his help. Uh, and so you yeah, obviously, I like that cause, cause okay. In episodes before, that was how, like Gabriel was like considered like a trickster and like would do would he would just basically mess with Sam and Dean so much. And that, his episodes were probably most like some of the most fun episodes that I've watched of the show. Like there's one where they are go they go back and they are basically stuck in like a television. And they're just switching from like channel to channel kind of thing and uh-huh. she's like showing up in different tv shows so that was like you know one of my favorite episodes that they've ever had and every time they've shown him or he's been a part of an episode it's been really cool so it was cool to see him back and like that's how he would get their attention to <laughs> by like being in like adult films and stuff oh <laughs> that's how he would get their attention so <laughs> yes definitely it worked very well to bring him back that way the humor worked well for for this episode actually uh, i mean obviously we see it in the writing of metatron even there there's a little bit of lightness to it uh you know so that was kind of i thought that was kind of neat to see um and uh so we know that they're still on uh they're on the run uh from metatron and he once again says that uh 
he, he'll be the new front man to kill Metatron. And the only reason he came out of hiding was because he heard the uh, Horn of Gabriel, which is a song. Uh, have we heard that in the past? No. I'm no, this is new. I think that symbol is, too. Mm-hmm. I think the symbol makes the noise. The horn. Makes oh, the horn okay. Go up. Oh, I think okay. that's what it was. Sure. So I think that's why they were all getting drawn to it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, what I, that's what I understood it to be. That's what I thought it was. That's why he was getting drawn out. As soon as as soon as I saw that Gabriel had said something about being the new front man, even though everyone else was pushing Cass to do it, I knew something had to be up. I knew it wasn't com- something was weird. I felt something was weird about it because mm. everyone has always been pushing Cass to be in control. So as soon as we got to you know the gas station where he says, "Okay, well I'm going to sacrifice myself. You run off and you lead." I'm like, "Okay, all right. What are we? What have we got going on here?" And then obviously, Castiel figures out that no, Gabriel is actually dead, and this was like a suicide mission to prove that Cass can take the leadership role. And then obviously, everything's fake. Everything was just fiction as he snaps his fingers. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I like I like that part that. I like that Metatron used someone that he trusted or kind of cast kind of trusted to be able to get into his mind and get and capture him. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that was a cool concept that they used. And it wasn't just Metatron showing up and like grabbing him and taking him, you know, back up to heaven. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And what do you think? Do you think they were back in heaven where Metatron is? No. Oh, I, I can't tell because because at the end, he did say, like, oh, it's the gate sealed. No, and I... And Gabriel's like, yeah, it is. Yeah, like, our, like it's sealed to get back in. It's sealed so they can't get... Nobody else can get back in. No. But I think they were in heaven. Mm. And that's his, like, office. I think they're still on Earth. I don't know. Well, I guess that would... I mean, that makes it difficult to explain how they could be in hiding and stuff and how people would be able to transport because, obviously, they had to bring Castiel back. Metatron had to bring Castiel back to Sam and Dean, so they did come back yeah. to Earth. I, I don't know. That is an, that's an interesting point. Uh, that's something that the viewers out there and listeners out there can let us know what they think if they were actually on heaven, in heaven, or if they're actually, if Metatron is stationed in Earth somewhere uh, that we just don't know and haven't decided yet. Let us know by commenting on our YouTube or on iTunes. Rate us five stars. Let us know what you think about the show. And uh, rate all the other AfterBuzz TV shows five stars. And make sure you're watching Chasing Maria every Tuesday at 10 p.m. on Oxygen. So uh, next, uh, before that, we obviously, Sam and Dean, uh, finding the shopkeeper dead. And Castiel had called to let them know that they're heading towards the – that. Castiel was heading towards the bunker with Gabriel. And we find that Sam has now found Gadriel. And there's a little ploy to call Castiel again to trap him and get answers from him, which was awesome. And Sam obviously wants vengeance on Gadriel for everything that happened the first, you know, how many episodes of this season where he was healing him from the inside, but how much was he really healing him and all that other stuff, which we obviously understand why Sam is so connected to this, you know, this guy. And I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome that Dean had told him, no, you need to leave. You're too close to this. Go find Castiel. I'll take care of Gadriel, which brings Mm. us back to that Mark of Cain and how I think 
as we go on, like we were talking about a couple weeks ago, that addiction, that want, that need for Dean with the mark of Cain to really go after and be spiteful and vengeful and almost bordering on evil at times. Yeah. Especially in this last episode we just saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely is feeling the effects of it. You could see it. I think, was it from the beginning when he was like, getting ready and like looking at it like it's definitely taking control of him i think definitely more and more as we go on and he wants to if he's not getting his like fix of you know killing somebody i think the sim i think the you know the mark is making him want that even more mm-hmm. yes absolutely and so- then we saw too when he you know when when Gedera was trying to get him to kill him he was trying so hard and he was about to but you know stopped himself Mm-hmm. I think I think, he, I think the Mark wanted him to ki- was trying to get him to kill, but but Dean was, was able to overcome it mm-hmm. and stop himself. And he knew that killing him wouldn't do anything. Exactly, he knew that he needed to keep him alive. He knew that he. I mean, even though Gabriel was pushing for him to kill him and say, "Kill me," you've always been that scared little boy that didn't want to be on his own, and that Sam wouldn't change his life for trade his mm-hmm. life for his. Um, and he's let everyone die around him. Obviously, there was that want to kill him for saying those things, but he stopped him because he knew it would be far worse for him to rot away in those chains than kill him. Did and you that think was he what was Gabriel... really kill him. No, watching it. No, I, I, I knew he was. He would have rather let him rot. I got nervous when I saw when Sam came back and didn't, and Gabriel was out of the the chair. And he was laying yeah. next to Dean. I was like, oh, my gosh, he just killed him. And that's their, <laughs> that's their, you know, their leverage for getting Castiel back. But yeah, I, I got a little nervous right then and there. Back. Yeah, I got, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about Castiel and Metatron then. Having this little rendezvous in Metatron's office, talking about how he's written this and that every hero needs a villain and slaughter those who will not join the army but let one live to tell the tale, which is what Hannah was to uh, mm-hmm. all the angels there. And he's read the Winchester Gospels and said Gabrielle was brought to teach him a lesson. And uh, Castiel thought he was supposed to be the hero, but Metatron tells him, no, he's not the hero. He's actually the villain because Metatron is the hero. And I love the moment where he put his hand on his head and, like, gave him all the knowledge of all the books and TV shows and movies of everything. Yeah, I like that, too. That was neat. I mean, I don't know how that's really good because sometimes – I like that Cass is very innocent and doesn't mm-hmm. know a lot of stuff. Now that he knows all this stuff, I don't know how that changes his character mm-hmm. going forward. It kind of almost makes him to, like, now he's very much like Sam and Dean and everyone, like, he's very much human because mm-hmm. he knows all this stuff now. So I just think, I don't know, it could it could kind of hurt the funny the funny little things that we find about Cass. Mm-hmm. That are so sweet and endearing. Sometimes. Yes, yeah. Sure. And we also find out that Metatron says he didn't kill Castiel because he actually liked him. He I don't know how much that's true. Do you think that was leverage? <laughs> think, Do you think that's part of a story? I think so. I think I think it's I really think Metatron is really writing this you know, rewriting things now or rewriting it to how he wants it to be. And it seems that, you know, I think he, I mean, I think he just left Cash human because he didn't think Cash would be smart enough to maybe get his grace, get grace back, and you know, do and be involved in everything again. Mm-hmm. 
but he maybe he just you know I think he under underestimates Cass in that way. Were you surprised so, that Cass turned the endless supply of grace down? Uh, no, because that's mm-hmm. just Cass. Like he wouldn't. He wants to get it back, you know, the right way, not just yep. being given it. So that's just the type of character he is. So we we find Dean reflecting on the conversation with Gadriel. And Metatron appears in the room saying they have something of each other's. He wants Gadriel, otherwise he'll kill Castiel and even trade. And Metatron is an entity of his word. Uh, and... You know, Sam tells Dean about the exchange, and they're both up for it and do believe that Metatron will will play along and play nice. But yet, when they meet up with Metatron, they have a trap set. You know, this holy fire that Metatron blows yeah. out, is that normal that he can do that? How does he have the ability to do that? I think because he's God now. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I've, we've never seen anybody do that before, so... That's just like you know. That's that what kind I thought. Of blew my mind. I was like, wow, he's that, he's that powerful that he can just you know, they can't trap him. They really like. I kind of like what he said at the end, where he was just like, you know, you know, you got like I'm gonna enjoy watching you guys try to beat me <laughs> because I know the ending and you know, I just know what's gonna happen. You're, there's no way you're ever gonna be able to beat. Me. So I think it's very interesting. I want to know how they're gonna try to beat him now. Mm-hmm. If he like, if he if he's writing the story, he knows the end. Yeah, he's already <laughs> so he's made gonna, up the ending. He can rewrite it to whatever he wants it to be. Which means that you he know? is playing God then. Yeah, he really is. I think. So I mean, that's what Castiel even says. He's like, technically, he is God if he can do all these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved the the fact that he had finally understood the Death Star reference. But like you said, this is this may take away some mm-hmm. of our our cute little thoughts about Cass. Um, and I love this because this is the first time he's seen Dean with the mark of Cain and he notices something different about him and finds it. And he's obviously worried about Dean and tells Sam to keep an, keep an eye on him. Mm -hmm. Um, because any cast knows exactly what that does to people. So mm -hmm. this is, he's like, you know, obviously keep an eye on him. This is okay. I feel like this is the first time now that we're finally seeing where maybe Sam is a little bit more letting letting their rift go maybe because now he actually realizes that this may Dean may have maybe a changed person and there's more to fear yeah. than their rift. Mm-hmm. I think this is the yeah, first that got, we see I of that. Like they've gotten along they got along pretty well in this episode. Mm-hmm. Like there wasn't any they didn't really talk about all the other backstory of things that have been happening, so Mm-hmm. And before the episode ends, we obviously Metatron saying that the, you know, all great stories usually need a rewrite. So he's got to rewrite his. Um, yeah. uh, and he's all, he's got a surprise twist from Sam and Dean. And he knows the ending as long as everyone plays their part. So his God-like abilities yeah. in this episode are going to have major effects on the rest of this season. You know, mm. it's going to be I huge. when... Um, Gadriel was like, well, was that all part of the story? And he was like, well, no, that was a twist. I don't think that was a twist at all. I think think he added that twist himself, exactly. I I mean, and and I thought it was interesting how he was like, well, you know, you never know who's going to surprise you. And I think Gadriel is going to be the one that surprises us in the end and not, you know, and maybe switch sides and go, go with Sam and Dean. 
I don't know about that just yet, but that's a good prediction. Um, and I, don't then the, see, I don't see him staying with Metatron, maybe. I don't know. Who knows? I, yeah, I don't necessarily seeing continue to see him be, like, one of Metatron's minions. I feel like he thinks that he's more powerful than that and more evil than that. So there's obviously mm. something's going to come up between them. Maybe he'll join forces with, like, Abaddon or Crowley or something. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Because I could see that, that happening. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the last thing we see, obviously, Castiel puts up the angel signal, and Hannah shows up with her flock of angels, and this is exactly mm-hmm. what Metatron has written and said was going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like that. I, it was like, okay, well, Cass is doing exactly what he wanted him to do. Mm-hmm. So does that mean Cass is taking his deal and we're not seeing that far yet, or what is it? Or Cass is just going to go against him and build this army and try to destroy him. Well, like we said, the theme of this episode being the fact that Cass is supposed to be a leader and he's finally taking this leadership position and maybe this is what Metatron has written. And so mm-hmm. we're going to find these two sides, you know, going against each other. So. Yeah. All right. Let's jump into episode 19. Alex, Annie, Alexis, Anne. <clears throat> and we find <laughs> a... Cop taking a young girl and putting her into a holding cell where she's found by a guy named Cody, who she seems to know, but seems set on hurting her, to which we have the return of Jody Mills uh, doing a little beheading. And obviously this young girl is upset about this. And Sam and Dean show up in Sioux Falls, check for fang check. She knows that they're hunters then because of this. And yeah, they find out they're looking for vampire fangs. Exactly. They're looking for vampire fangs, knowing that that's, you know, she that the other guy was obviously a vampire that had come for her and said that they think she's Annie from Kenosha, Wisconsin, woo woo, uh, that was abducted in 2006 uh, from her family. And they were trying to figure out if she could have lived with vampires this whole time. Was she their source of they I mean a blood slave or was she protecting them uh so I thought that that was a really really interesting idea to have a human living among vampires for as long as she has been I mean I don't know how old she was she could have been between 16 and 18 um yeah I guess so yeah yeah they, well they had her for nine years nine years right? oh, okay yeah so, okay I don't, remember how, I don't remember how old she was and she was taken away but the, oh, yeah. the fact that she's been living among them and is still mm-hmm. alive, obviously there's a story to tell. I just... Yeah. I'm My frustration with this episode, I felt like in the last episode at least, it moved us forward in the plot. This episode, I felt like, well, we didn't really get any further in what's happening with Abaddon, Crowley, Metatron, or anything like that. I thought it was still a really good episode, and there were some really great acting scenes in it. But... I want, I want to, I want to move forward. I want to know what's going on. I don't want to wait any longer. I'm getting anxious and antsy. Yeah. I completely agree with you. I okay. thought this, I thought this episode set us back like three steps. <laughs> like I, I don't, I don't understand. I mean, this episode was good. There was, but it, it didn't push this plot forward. The only mm-hmm. thing that I, I mean, I wrote, this, I watched this episode, and I mean, my notes. You know, I take, you know pretty lengthy notes for sure. an episode for this episode. I really only wrote down four lines 
and that was really uh, yeah because I just didn't think it was all that important. It was, it was just a, it was a weird placing of this episode mm-hmm. in the whole season of I get it was tr- trying to push forward. Like the only thing I thought it pushed forward was that Dean likes to kill. Yes, even more now mm-hmm. than he already did. That's the only thing we saw. That, was that the only that, thing that came yeah. across. That's the only thing that takes. You like Jody? I like Jody. I think she's a good character. I like having her in the show. I think she's like good, a good like central based character that they can go back to to have stories with. That it's like a Bobby or someone Mm -hmm. like that. You know, oh hey, I need help with something. Let me go. Let's you know, let's go help her. Blah blah blah, kind of thing. Go with that. But overall, the story of. Alex, or what was her name? Alex. Al- I called her Alex Alexa. for the whole thing because that's what yeah. that's what they mostly called her. So I stuck mm-hmm. with what she had been named and what she remembers as her name. I did like seeing more of Jody's story and past and connection and yeah. emotional mm-hmm. kind of turmoil that she's going through, and obviously it connected the vampire story to her story. So I mean, that's definitely good. Um, but yeah, I just didn't feel like it really moved us forward except for the fact that we saw Dean enjoy killing. But, um, <clears throat> so we did find out that, uh, Alex was a part of this vampire family and she was helping them, uh, get food and, but she won't tell them where Vanessa is or where his mother is. Um, but, uh, They, I mean, moving forward, we obviously find out that she's taken a bus to try and get away, and she feels guilt for everything that's happened. And Jody takes her to a safe. Is that Jody's house or is Jody's house? Yeah, I think it's her cabin. Her cabin. Um, And you know, Alex, as a teenage girl, would do to somebody that just took her away, kind of from her family, or killed her brother. You know, kind of fights back against her. And, you know, makes her feel bad about her family. She knows that there's obviously something going on. But then we see a connection build between the two of them because Jody has lost her son. And she knows how her mother must have felt to lose Annie. And now, yeah. you know, she's been living in this with this family for a long time without her family, without her real family knowing where she is. Uh, <clears throat> and Sam and Dean finally kind of come into play and they're at the vampire's home uh, and they find one of the brothers whom they kill and know that it won't be long before they kind of catch up with the other guys. And so we, I guess the main thing about this episode for me was seeing the relationship between Alex and the mother and the fact that the boys were kind of jealous of her. And the main point of Alex through this, through her lifetime and why the boys were so jealous was because she was able to lure food in for them. She was the bait to get them yeah. for feeding time. So that's why the mother never mm-hmm. wanted to kill her. and Or make her a vampire. Or turn her into a vampire because she was able to be a yeah. food source for them for mm-hmm. all these years. And there definitely was a connection between the mother vampire and Alex. And we find out later on it's because she lost her daughter and that's why she named her Alex. So they yeah. did have a connection. And that's why she didn't turn her too. Mm-hmm. So I think she wanted she wanted she wanted to be human and it's be, you know it's kind of beautiful and even the fact that Alex was willing to turn because she did love her mom, but then realized how wrong it was because she's felt guilty about this for her entire life. You know the blood and the killing and the guilt that the, and the grief that goes along with all of that. Um, mm. But I just really thought that 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 the relationships were really, really, whoever was directing and 
the actors were really digging deep to find past to bring to their characters to build really good character work and relationships. I thought that it was awesome. I thought that was awesome. You definitely felt the connection between all of them and even the understanding between Jody and the mom, even though they were against each other, but still their mutual understanding for why they were doing what they were doing. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I under, I, I agree with you on that part. Um, yeah, I did. I, I, as much as this, this story didn't push the overall story forward, I like that it was, we got like a Jody centric episode of seeing where she is and seeing how she's kind of piecing her life together, you know, after having like her son and husband killed because I, I'm trying to remember exactly what happened to them. I, I know. I couldn't they, remember. I, I can't remember. Were they? I think they were coming back to life, or something happened to them. I can't remember now exactly what happened. I think I think they died, but then they came back to life, and then they had to be killed again. Mm-hmm. It was a weird story. I forget, but um, you know, so it's like she like lost them and lost them again. It's kind of like horrible. As she said, more. it was horrible. Um, they died terribly. So yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, they had to get they had to be killed the second time or whatever, uh, but. So they, you know, they keep, they didn't, they, it was nice to see her in her element, you mm-hmm. know, I, it was nice to see her kind of almost get a family again. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like her and Alex are going to be together now. Exactly. Like, I was I kind of stay with her. wondering that myself. Mm-hmm. But bef- it seemed like it to me. But before we get there, the end. let's talk about Sam and Dean and the fact that they've, um, I'm trying to look in my notes here. If they found the guys or the guys found them. Um, well, they went back to the house. They went back to the house. Yep, with Jody, and Jody heard moaning, so she went to go find that. Hmm. Uh, Sam and Dean are upstairs. The brothers come in, attack them, you know, hit Dean. Dean's hmm. on the ground. They tie Sam up. They're draining Sam's blood to feed them yeah. for later and are planning on killing one of them, knowing that they've killed their brother. And obviously, we see the power play. We know Sam and Dean, nothing bad is going to happen to them. And Sam or Dean has now overtaken one of the brothers, the vampire brothers, and the knife is now facing him, yeah, facing the vampire. I, 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 yeah, I did write down that line. Where and like, look at me, bitch. Yeah, the, the, the look at me. <laughs> um, and then just the look on Dean's face. You knew he wanted to kill, and that was it, – it, it, it just was overwhelming how much he wanted this guy dead. And it was crazy because we've never seen Dean – we haven't ever seen Dean like that. No, yeah. That was so, – definitely was – the mark was taking him over. Mm-hmm. This – there was no stopping that, and mm. it was just – it was so powerful. And like we said – like I said, overwhelming. And the fact that Sam even brings it up and says – Hey man, uh, you 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 really enjoyed killing that, and that's not what we do. We don't enjoy killing killing people or going after people like that. And Sam and Dean thoroughly enjoyed it. And this is the point that Castiel made to Sam that he's got to keep an eye on him because this could this could lead them down a very very bad path too soon. I know. Yeah, I think we both agree that at some point. It's going to be worthwhile for Dean to go with this, but not yet. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, I wasn't able to see previews for next week. 
Um, for you? Yes, I did see previews for next week. Uh, but uh, before we get to previews too. Um, so we obviously see the the relationship between uh, the mother and Alex, who she has now started to turn. But Alex needs to feed on somebody before she can become a true vampire, which is where she has Jody. Uh, as Jody's gone yeah. down to find Alex, she's captured her. And this is the relationship where we find out that the mother had a daughter named Alex and they had this connection because Jody's son was obviously taken from her too soon. And now this girl and she wants to help her. And Alex is conflicted because she wants to do what's right by her mother, but still feels guilty about it and doesn't want to be that kind of person that kills people. And luckily yeah. we see Alex make the right decision, grab the syringe of the dead, uh, the dead man's blood, shoots her with it, and then uh, Jody chops, beheads her as Sam and Dean come down the stairs and see all this happening. And then, uh, you know, we do see that Alex is going through withdrawals, coming back from being in a vampire-like state to coming back towards being yeah. hu- human. Um, and obviously both, uh, you know, Jody admits to Sam and Dean that her judgment was clouded because of what happened in her past. But I absolutely 100% think that Alex will stay with Jody and kind of act like a daughter figure and her a mother figure because she asked about her. Remember, Alex asked about her grandma and her grandma said, or, you know, Jody said, no, she, you know, so I don't know if her grandma was her caretaker and there were no parents? Yeah, she was, yeah. She was. Okay. Yeah, she, they said she was with her grandma. Yeah, okay. Yeah, at the beginning. So, so, yeah. So, obviously, we know that that I think Jody is going to take care of her and take her in and be that mother figure that she wants, but a positive influence. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I think – I don't know if we'll see them again this season just because I feel mm-hmm. like hopefully now we're ramping up to the end. Yes. But I think if we – you know, season 10, we could – definitely check in on them again well so do you think that um like alex will be a normal person like normal or do you think she will you know almost be like turned into like a hunter i think i think yep i think she's gonna go towards hunting just because that has basically been her life her and her you know her whole existence has been helping you know, bait and lure people for feeding for these vampires. So now I think in order for her to sustain a life, she's going to need some sort of excitement and just being a normal girl isn't going to do it for her. And so I think yeah, she's definitely going to be a help, like almost like an assistant to Jody. But do you think, but do you think when they showed her like before, like being at the bar, I don't know how exciting that was to her. It seemed that she was very over it of just, you know, a guy would kind of hit on her. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, you want to go home? Okay, sure. Let me lead you into this house. She, and I mean, yeah, I she was like, definitely. It, it, was very, it, it was very quick, and she just was like, yeah, you're not going to do anything to me. And then, you know. You know, maybe this will, maybe this will want her, maybe this will leave her feeling like she wants to be out of it completely. She wants nothing to do with yeah, it because it's, of yeah. it. So that's. I mean, I feel like it could go either way. I feel mm-hmm. like if we do see her again. There'll be something that gets her into the hunting, not shy her away from it. Okay, I like that. Well, next week, uh, the preview shows obviously it's episode twenty, which means that is our connection to supernatural tribes, right? It's still called tribes, or did they change uh, that? No, they changed nope. it to well, 
I can't remember the name of it now. Oh, sorry, guys. I don't remember the spinoff name. It was Tribes. They changed it to something else. We see uh, the intro with Sam and Dean talking to Ennis. I believe that's his name. He's the leader. He's going to be the, you know, what the story centers around. And then the five monster families. Mm-hmm. That's coming next episode, which is going to link us into the, okay. the spinoff show. Do we have any predictions? Your After Buzz TV predictions. Tom, do you have any okay. predictions? Um, yeah, I'll just, you know, it's Supernatural Bloodlines. Bloodlines. New, Thank you. New, Bloodlines. Yeah. Um, I say, I'm thinking Gabriel is going to turn on Metatron. Um, and that Cass will do, Cass will act like Metatron wants him to act, but will end up finding a way to defeat him in the end. Like, I think him gathering all these angels is, is cast doing something in his mind that we're not seeing yet to counteract uh, Metatron. Okay. I can't see Gadriel finding any goodness in himself that he could join forces with anyone that at one time was with Sam and Dean, like Crowley was. So if Gadriel is going to swap teams, I think he's going to go with Abaddon. And leave Metatron, like you said, I think there's going to be a blowout between that. And he'll join forces with Abaddon, uh, who I, I hope that – it doesn't seem like we're going to get that in the next episode, any Crowley or Abaddon or anybody else, maybe Metatron, um, because I think the show is going to – next week is going to center more around the new spinoff show. But I think in the next couple okay. episodes we're going to get Abaddon and Crowley back, and hopefully we'll get back on, on track as the season kind of you know comes – you know, slows down and gets gets to this, you know, season 10 or, you know, finishing up season 9. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but I definitely see Dean getting further and further into this Mark of Cain and becoming more and more evil, and I love it. I love it and I hate it at the same time. I love it because it's mm. such a cool character trait, and I hate it because it scares me. So. <laughs> you don't want Dean to be bad? No, I don't. But I still like our idea of it. Awesome. I still like our idea that he takes over as the king of hell and all that stuff. I think it's a brilliant, brilliant plan and idea, and him and Sam being against each other in the end. But uh, yeah, whoever, yeah, whoever wrote that, uh, someone wrote that a couple weeks ago. Like Dean yeah. is the bad guy next season. It's, I think it would be an awesome. I idea love it. For them to do. I love it. It'd be really cool. Thank you so much for calling in, Tom. We really, really appreciate no it. No problem. Thank you for for. For make, being my being my co-host via via Colin, uh, congratulations to you and so excited Thanks. for your wedding this weekend! Yay, guys! My name yep. is Lindsay Wagner, and you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Lindsay Wagner, and my blog lindsaywagner.blogspot.com. And if you want to come see, if you live in Los Angeles and want to come see my play, The Wizard of Oz, it's on Saturday, and you can get tickets at goldstar.com for half off. So check it out. Thank you, guys, and we'll see you next week. And Tom, where can we find you? Are you, still there? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tom the Comp. And it's Saturday, getting married. Yay for Tom. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week. Tom right, will be back here next week with us, a married man. Bye, everybody. <laughs> From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later.
The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.